that this creation is not for no reason and that this creation has come about, is sustained, maintained, engulfed by the most incredible reality, Allah Azza And we all have the possibility to get closer and closer to that knowledge. And with that closeness, then we realize the ease that is possible in our existential transactions. We will realize that everything in existence is a lesson for us, has a meaning in it. We will realize that whatever situation you are in, it is the right situation for you in order to move on higher and higher. I also try to share with you that the true path is based on a unified field because it stems from the one and only reality from which comes attributes, from which comes the manifestations of physical realities and actions. So you cannot be on the one hand this and on the other hand that. All what you can say regarding these variances is that you are in a different mode. In the bathroom, you are in a bath mode. You know, on your prayer mat, you are in the mode of a sublime rekindling of the inner heart. They are compatible, but they are different modes. You are trying to catch a bus, you are in a different mode than sitting with your wife and exchanging with her a very important situation that concerns you both. Everything has a mode. So the wise person, the intelligent person, has that furqan, has that discrimination. Right now, I'm in a mode of attending to my health or attending to my other needs or whatever. So you have to be discriminating. That is not a contradiction of Tawheed. That does not contradict the unity of all existences and all experiences. It, it means you are at the moment is focusing on that aspect. And that's correct. You are not God, the all-encompassing, the total being, the Hayy, that encompasses everything that is alive. You and I are not that. But we have been given an aspect of that, an aspect of godliness. And as long as we are in this existential situation, we have to honor that. It's an honorable imprisonment for us to realize that, for, for the veils to unveil. So it begins, in a sense, by us seeing how actions have relationship between themselves. It is called Tawheed al-Af'ad. All actions relate, cause and effect. The cause of any effect is the effect of the cause before it, and so on and so on. Every seed is the child of the fruit of the past, and it will be the mother of the future fruit of the tree. 
So all actions relate to each other. You and I are the product at the moment of our past actions and thoughts that have interacted with our environment. You and I are the resultant of our past actions, thoughts and intentions interacting with the environment. And that's it. At the physical level, my body is that. If it had acted and interacted harmoniously with the environment, then I have a reasonable body. If it was disharmoniously, I was flung from 25 foot high, I still have the effect of it on somewhere on my back or whatever. whatever. So you are, at the moment, the product of that past relationship between your cosmos and the outer world, and the outer cosmos. Now, so this is called Tawheed al-Af'al. There is a unity in these actions. There is a unitive reality in that. You can't deny it. There is nothing superstitious about it. It is real. It has its reality. Subtler than this, those actions were as a result of meanings. My moving of my hand has a meaning. I'm trying to illustrate or attract your attention or whatever. The action of my sitting here has a meaning, is to share with you and impart something that I feel all of us can be, can benefit from. The action of all of us being here has a meaning, that there are people who are seeking their inner truth. So every action has a meaning. So therefore, if you want to see the subtler hand behind the gross reality, which you do not deny, you do not deny this physical reality, you do not deny the reality of the body, you do not deny the reality of the atom, you do not deny the reality of all other physical experiences, the senses. There is wonderment in all of these realities. But what will happen for us is that you want to, once you've seen the unity field of all this action, you begin to see more and more of the unity field of attributes behind these actions. Subtler. The meaning of this. The, the action of gentle touch this is an action. The attribute behind this is gentleness, or love, or affection. So you will begin to develop an eye for the attributes. You will no longer see the action. It is not relevant he touched him. You will see in it he showed affection. So you will see in it the attribute. So we move naturally from understanding, experiencing Tawheed al-Af'al, the unity of action, into the unity of attributes and meanings. And then you reach, if you like, in a more concentrated area of the meanings and attributes. And they are called the divine names. They are called the beautiful divine names. They are called the 99 divine names. The Asma al-Husna. Allah is the generous, Allah is the Razak, Allah is Kareem, Allah is Wahid, Allah is Ahad, Allah is Qadir, Allah is Basit, the magnificent names, each one of which 
contains an incredible host, if you like, of actions that emanates. So you move from understanding, experiencing, realizing, you are now realized in seeing the unity of actions into realizing the unity of attributes. Until such time you are so sensitive, you only see the one essence behind all those diverse attributes. That is called the unity of essence. Tawheed al-Dhat. Imam Ali says, I didn't see any action unless I saw Allah before it, I saw Allah with it, and I saw Allah after it. What does he mean? It doesn't mean he saw some strange ghost descending. He means that. He means that any action that comes, I see the meaning, the attribute of it. And if there is an attribute, then there is an essence from which it emanates. That's all what it means. So you become sensitive to realizing, if you like, the essence all the time. It doesn't mean that you are oblivious to the action. So you must watch out, otherwise you become this strange spiritual being. And it's all, it's not, it doesn't mean anything. You will realize the action, you understand, they are insulting you. But that reflects their reality. They are insulting you because they are threatened. They are, they are hearing something that they don't like. It's upsetting their security, it's upsetting their self-image, it's upsetting whatever it is. Maybe the flag. I don't know what. But it means that, it means they want to put a barrier between them and what they are hearing. So they are insulting you. It means they don't want disturbance. They want peace in their own way. Peace is one of Allah's names, as salam They are also loving Allah. It's reflecting Allah. It doesn't mean that fellow is God. Don't, don't, don't mistake that. They are secondhand exhibiting an attribute which is godly. Misplaced, maybe. Fine. It doesn't matter. You see God behind it. You see, God is telling you get away from this situation. Because they are witnessing in their limited way discord and they don't like discord and therefore they are rejecting you. Fine. Thank you very much. I love you people. Go away. <laughs> you understand? So you have to be fully established in the first realm of seeing the unity of action. So for that reason science works in a way. Within that realm, technology works until it begins to destroy far more than it's what is supposed to attach and help. It is based on cause and effect. It is based on if you do this, this will happen. If you do this. So it's very gross. It is at a very low material, if you like, physical level, which has its reality. You cannot deny it. But the reality of that is that the idea was for us to have technology and, if you like, reasoning and causality so that we have more time and space to reflect, so as we'll be at peace, so as we hear the music, so as we, so we are elevated. So technology or causality or reasoning or tawheed al-af'al is only useful if it is going to be a foundation for us 
to go more into the attributes. It's only supposedly only useful in order to enable us to be able to sit like this, reflect more, and glorify the source of creation, glorify Allah. Not it being the God, you see, as it more or less is ending up to become. Controlling everything. Everything else is becoming subservient to it. So we do not deny physicalities and those realities because they are operating within a field called the unity of actions and the unity of physical occurrences. It exists. They are subservient to meaning. The, mean, the reason we want technology of air conditioning and heat and so on is because we want a reasonable measure of reliable equilibrium and body, if you like, temperature and, uh, and tranquility. It's wonderful. Because ultimately we are seeking that inner silence. Ultimately we are seeking that void that encompasses all so-called physical realities. So you move into Tawheed al-Sifat. You will then begin to understand the meaning of how all of these attributes are interconnected. Now the teachers, the masters, the prophets, all the great ones tell us also, in the case of the attributes, if you are in need of an attribute, the way to actually realize it is to go to its opposite. Because there are no attributes without having its root in the other. If you are, to give you an example, beauty and majesty. Beauty is gentleness, is softness, is what makes, if you like, life attractive. But it cannot, it emanates from majesty. Majesty is decisiveness, is the soul. The rose indeed comes out from, from the thorns, which is majesty. The thorn is majesty, the, the outer petal is beauty. It comes only from that, from majesty. You cannot have one without the other. If you are moving to one side of it too much, you have to equally balance it to the other side. If not, it's out of balance. Human relationship is beauty because it brings about oneness. And so on. To go to sleep is majesty because it's dead. Death. It's majesty. It's majestic. And so on and so forth. If you want wealth, then accept absolute abject poverty. That doesn't mean that you make a virtue of it. No, it is, it is a formula. There is no great merit in, in poverty for the sake of poverty. Why should we be? We want to be content and contained. You don't want to be destitute all the time, chasing after your neighbor. It's terrible. We don't like it. That's why we want to accumulate. That's why we want to make sure that, you know, you have got tomorrow's supper and the day after tomorrow. You don't, no, no, nobody wants to be totally destitute. 
But there is also a limit. You may take it to a limit whereby it becomes nothing other than accumulation and greed and anxiety and, you know, excessiveness. There's something else. So, attributes each back each other up. Al-Qabid al-Basid. Allah's attributes. He is the one who gives ease and he is the one also which gives constriction. And Allah says in the Quran, I give constriction so as you remember the purpose of your existence. He says, certainly every one of you, every being, individual as well as societies, will be put through periods of restriction and shortages. It's wonderful. And the people on the path generally are far more relaxed when there is restriction on them. They let go, it's a wonderful, we have nothing. That's what it is. It's terrific, and that's it. So let's have that share the whatever we have between us, and that's it. And we don't know tomorrow, that's a big adventure. Tomorrow we don't know what we're going to do. So there is no fear. The danger comes when you have excess. Because the animal in us will arouse, and everybody is suspicious of everybody else. Why does he get more than me? <coughs> Usually a breakdown in a family is when there is wealth to be distributed. The fellow has died already, now all the, everybody is cutting everybody else's neck, and the people will come in the mid middle, to referee with their whistles, what I call the accountants and the lawyers. So as they get the, the, yes, they say on the one hand and on the other hand. That's why if you want an efficient lawyer, take one who has one hand on it. <laughs> 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 they milk everybody in the middle, is here in the middle. And they are all the time he was beating the accountant. <laughs> because when it happened, they could not deal with, if you like, bust, with ease. When ease comes, there are gaps in between, and the vacuum is abhorred. It will be filled up with suspicion, with doubt, with, you know. So it reminds me of this fellow who was invited for a feast. He was blind, and they had this Turkish dolma. And you know, it's a one morsel at a time, you know. It's a vine leaf with inside. So he could only hear the other people's mouth. There were three or four of them sharing the same plate. This fellow was blind and he started hearing more. And of course, the more you hear, the more you hear. You see. We have our own group generation. So you end up hearing what you want to hear. So he thought, no, they are eating two at a time. <laughs> so he said, oh, this is very unfair. I am blind and they are eating two at a time. So he started eating two at a time. And of course, the sound began to increase even more. So he thought, no, they're eating three at a time. <laughs> so he started eating. At the end, he said, look, it's very unfair. I'm blind, and these people are not blind. So he said, I really deserve to take the plate and run away. <laughs> and they stood there watching. They don't know what had happened. <laughs> this is human nature. If you don't watch our suspicion, you will find all the reasons to be suspicious, and more so. That is why the simple folks and those who are trusting eventually somehow get saved. Even though, the, you know, this, there is a, a mechanism there that would save us. But we have been complexified. Our intellect have been so highly sharpened nowadays. So you can't unwind it. So you have to move along the intellect until you point, reach a point where the intellect, as Ulana Rumi says, has no longer possibility to help you. It shows its helplessness. This is as far as I can take. Now you have to die. Now you have to give it up. You are so sharp, you are so intelligent, you have awakened every possibility to see causality 
This is again Tawheed al-Af'ah. Now I can't help you. Now you have to let go. So in order to see and interact with attributes, if you are in need of one, you have to face it with the other. And if one faces you, you have to... Imam Ali says, Oh Allah, do not allow me being exalted in the eye of creation unless I internally, within myself, see myself lower. So you are balanced. Otherwise you topple over. The toppling of the Shah of Iran was that apparent majesty. It was this, it swung to the extreme of the so-called majesty. It swung to the other extreme, sorry, beauty. It swung to the other extreme of the majesty of Khomeini, grim, you see, was majesty. He, his was beauty, the peacock and all the colors. <laughs> so you can't, you must balance it all the time. You must balance it. If you become rich outwardly, you must remember inwardly that any minute you may have nothing. Then you are qualified to fall. That's what it means, you see, balance. Each one has to be balanced by its opposite. Fasting, when there is outer restriction, not enough food, then if you are fasting properly, then you find inner expansion. It will be balanced by that. Your inward become vast. You become purified in that sense. Apart from the other usefulness of it for your health and so on. Until such time that you are all the time resting on that essence. That is called tawakkulos. You are dependent on Allah Azza wa and then you are interacting in the field of attributes, meanings, and actions. Then you are called muwahid. Now you are a unifier. That's what it is about. Salat indeed does that. You are unifying your actions, your movement, and yet your inner has to be in silence when you go into sajda. It encompasses the entire story. It unifies actions, attributes, and eventually you are in the essence, you're plugged into the essence, into the non-attributable real. No attributes. Allah Azza wa Jal, Ismit Jalal, has no attribute. It's for that reason the Prophet says, you cannot discuss Allah. Discuss attributes. Discuss Allah's actions. Discuss what Allah expects you and does not, and wants you, or does not want you to do that. Allah wants us to know Allah. How do you want Allah? By more and more moving towards the emanation from the essence. Less and less you in the formula. You cannot deny you fully. You are the platform to you. <laughs> so you can't don't deny you. <laughs> you are your own platform to that arrival. So don't deny the body. Don't negate it. Don't, you know, it's, you know, don't knock the ego. Groom the ego. If you're not legal, there's nothing left to glorify it. Wonderful, the ego is beautiful. <laughs> but watch out, it doesn't go into your head. Watch out, does not, you know, you do not become, uh, you know, do not take on the majesty of God. And you are not God. You can be godly. You are a lump of coal. You would get the attributes of light if you put the coal in the middle of the fire. And that fire is the realization of ultimately the so-called you has no has no reality. Its reality is only attributed by Allah Azza wa Jalla. Allah has given us that spark, which is called Ruh, and it is forever, and it is caught in a cycle to experience time and space, 
Now it turns back to a, split, to a situation which is called forever because it's beyond time and space. Very simple. So this is what I try to share with you. For that, you need a bit of work, very little bit of boundaries, a bit of discipline. Everything you have done in the past will be useful. It is not haphazard. This is not chaos. It's cosmos. Whatever you have done in the past, what you even consider your mistakes, is useful. Would come useful to you. Once you are on a path that has got boundaries, which you know you will not do this, you cannot do that, this is allowed to you. And whatever doubts you have, if it is necessary, you wait until it is clarified, until it is clear. Because we don't want to do too many mistakes. We don't want to constantly go round and round the circle. We want progress. We want arrival. You are already there, but you don't know it. You have to know it. The way to know it is to be contained. Is to make a commitment to yourself. And then you will find that you have been honored already. Allah has honored you. Allah has created. Allah says, I created the heavens and earth for you. But I created you for me. So honor that contract. You have to honor the contract that you are here in order to know the root of it all. And also, with goodwill, good expectation, you will move fast. Some people move very fast for a short period, and then there is a plateau, and they wait for a while, and then they move fast again. That is why it is said there are as many ways to Allah as there are human beings. Each one of us is a way to Allah by Allah. That is the meaning of it also. Because each one of us have their, we have each our own specific fingerprint. No two people are the same, and yet everybody is the same. We are the same in that we are seeking the same thing. We want access to a zone of peace within us that has no tarnish, that has no noise. We are the same in that we want to be sure at all times that we will, we will never be destitute. We want to be sure of a situation that we can always have a friend or friendship, etc. etc. We are the same in that. We are not the same in the permutation and the combination of our progress. Some of us move fast, some of us move slow, some of us move very slow until the last. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Some trees you find, they produce the fruit, and you think it's going to be ripe in two days. The fruit is already there, it's final size. It takes two years for it to ripen. Some others they don't. It still remains tiny, tiny, and then suddenly within three days the fruit is produced and the color has changed and it's ready. It's like that also. You don't know. We don't know. These, these things are beyond us. Sometimes a long period passes and you think that you have not made any progress. You don't know. And then suddenly within two days things open up for you, all what has gone in the past, a lot of confusions, a lot of questions you had in the past are all disappeared. You all experience that. You all do that. Trust in Allah. Allah says, I give you what you need at the time. Uh, and that is dependent on your expectation of Allah and on your intention. Indeed, I have verified in my own life experience. To know Allah is easy. You need to stop. You need to be locked up. The problem starts when you come back to deal with creation. <laughs> That is the top. Mecca is easy. Mecca is wild. You and your creator, and the creator allows everything. Go to the cave and inshallah, how wonderful, glorious, Allah, light, 
don't fall into the psychedelics of it because that's not interesting. That too is a diversion. Go to the essence into your beingness, which is beyond description, beyond time and space. Then, when you come back to civilization, to Medina, that is where you need the prophetic guideline. How are you going to deal with people? How are you going to deal with, with, with the opposite sex? Is, are all the women free to you? How can you? It will be chaos. How can you deal in business? How, you have to survive. You have to, you have to interact. You have no escape. Allah knows best. Allah has put us in this body, so we still have to interact until the right time for us to leave. That is where you need the prophetic guidance. It's there that you need teachers. It is there that you need, if you like, wisdom. It is there what you need. So, take heart. You have it. It's been given to you as a human being. Allah's promise is that you will progress to know Allah. Allah says in the Quran, everyone will come to know it. The implication is that if you don't know it in this life, you will come to know it after you die. So let us get ready, let us move on joyfully, hopefully, with certainty that you come to know. In order to do that, you need each other's help. We need the right ambience. Even those of you who will progress fast to be the future teachers, you also need yourself. We need, you need that circle. You need the circle of sincere seekers who have also got that commitment. Birds of the same feather flock together. You have to accept these. It's an ecological law. So in order to do that, you also need a bit of sacrifice, a bit of giving in, a bit of help. And it will move. And it will find the benefit will come to you. I can only help you, share with you, be amongst you as one of you. But the work on a personal level as well as on a society level has to be done by the person and by society. I can only move where I feel there is growth, where there is positiveness, where there is need, where there is reciprocity. And I feel the situation in Sweden is very healthy. I am most impressed by the Swedish people. I have not found such quality people anywhere else in the world. What has been happening in the last maybe three or four decades is breaking down of the social fiber. Now, if we have the extended family situation based on a higher, if you like, value, based on the fact that we are people seeking the higher meaning within us, then you have an extended family where the effect and the work within it will, be, will move very fast. It will be not like a biological extended family that you have no option dealing with an aunt who is horrible. Here you have an option. You're choosing to be with people and you are helping them and they're helping you and vice versa. So the circle of people of liquor is essential for speedy and successful progress. Speedy and successful progress. In this land, among these people, I see what is needed mainly is that social interaction to be increased, for people to be more together. And for that to be, to also take root, you need the very basics.
of the most important aspects is salah. That itself breaks the nafs. It breaks the arrogance of why should I do it? Because you have to do it. Why should you die? <laughs> to begin with is that. But then you will find benefit after benefit after benefit after benefit. And you don't know how, how is it that you didn't do it all the time? You'd be amazed. I remember a friend of mine in Britain who for the last two years he's discovered the secret of Salah. And he was telling me, he said, I can't imagine myself that I had not done this all my life. How could it be that I was not able to disappear in my sedge for me to reappear and then be revitalized? It is being recharged. If you're not getting it, that means you're not doing it properly. Your intention, you need to practice. Keep at it for a while until you get the plug properly in. At the moment, the plug may be rusty. Keep. The fact that you're putting it in and out all the time, it will, the rust will go away. How to say, I'm not getting benefit. You're like an anorexic person who has not eaten that diet, who has not taken that, if you like. You have to seal yourself, stop everything. You start with a dialogue, and then you bend, and then you prostrate, and you disappear. Three minutes. Disappearance will bring you the right energy for your reappearance. It's as simple as that. You can do it quietly. You don't have to tell people. You don't have to show it. Nothing changes. Be as you are. Just do the salam. And then dhikr. Remember that la ilaha illallah. La ilaha illallah. You don't need to change. You suddenly say, I am now a different person. You're not different. You and I are the same idiots we have been all. <laughs> it's just that now the channel to Allah is clearly open and you recognize that higher reality. That's all. So it says, he who knows himself knows his Lord means he who knows the self being a worldly creature. You know all the animals in you? You tame them, sometimes with a trick. You can't confront the self all the time. Sometimes you need to trick yourself. I remember once, myself was so, my nafs was so rampant. And I was advised, I said, it's like a wild horse. Let it go into the wilderness. It will go for two, three, four, five days, but eventually it will get tired, it will come back to you. Next time it comes back to you, ride on its back. This time don't fall again. <laughs> and so on and so on and so on, until you know you and the saddle are one. See, And you realize that <coughs> it's like Prophet said he was once he was telling his, favorite, his wife, Aisha, she, was, she went on a rampage. She said a lot of nonsense. So he told her, now shaitan has taken over you. So she said, well, what about your shaitan? So she was always outspoken. <coughs> I mean, likes that. <laughs> <laughs> so he said to her, he said, yes, my shaitan is there, but he's in a corner. The moment he's about to come out, he's got another chain on that's to do with awareness. <coughs> doesn't mean that there is no greedy element in you. doesn't mean that there is no suspicious element in you. They're all there. Otherwise, we cannot talk about suspicion. How can I talk about suspicion unless there is a suspicious reality in you? But it will not take over you. It will not take hold of you. There is an anger. There is a root of anger in each one of us. But if I allow that anger takes me over, then I will be raging like fire with anger so on and so on. By that awareness, instantaneous awareness, that anger is put in its place. It will only be allowed to show itself in front of injustice, in front of wrongdoing. Fine, be angry, that is fine, but don't be emotional about it. 
it comes on the screen and that's it. And have your tea, enjoy yourself. <laughs> you are not anger. <laughs> Let the wave of anger come through you in the right moment. Because you are aware it is correct for it to be unleashed. That dog can come out now from the zoo. That's all. The rest of the time it is locked up, you see, because you're aware. So it will not move. It's like a cat and mouse. The mouse will not move, the cat is aware. Once the cat moves, it runs away. <laughs> it's by awareness. That's the line. So you're aware. So you're alert. Not in a mechanistic way. Because it's very tiresome, you see. And we don't want to be tired. <laughs> it is spontaneous awareness. Perpetual awareness. You are aware. You are awareness itself. To begin with, you have become aware of use, use these different characters in us. So that's why we need each other. We need the basic aspects of the prophetic teaching. Very basic, very simple. You don't change in any other way. Do your salah, do your dhikr, and find ways and means of being closer together, to interact with each other. Because that way you will see yourself in, the, in your brother and sister. If you see somebody of you is, is, is being mean, that, because there is meanness in you, otherwise how do you recognize meanness? And if you are truly following the path, then meet meanness with generosity, it will squash you. And also meet misplaced generosity with meanness. <laughs> because we all like to have this good reputation. Misplaced, be mean. I've had so many people coming to, to me with desperate generosity, giving everything, not accepted. I take it, put it aside, and after two, three months when their mind is returns back, when they are stable, they look at take it back, we don't want it. Because it is misplaced, it's an escapism. It's not wanting to deal with the world. It's not correct either. You can't do that. You, so you meet Misplaced generosity with meanness. You know, I don't want to keep Yes, thank you. Keep it. It is because that is the middle way. The Quran say, says the whole thing in one sentence. It says, And the people of this path are the people who are in the middle. You recognize one hand, our meanness, one hand, our generosity, because so you are in the middle. And you have to balance, you have to meet both in order to bring about tranquility. Our purpose in this life is nothing other than bring about equilibrium and tranquility. But that does not mean lack of dynamism. Something else. We are dynamic. Every cell is in dynamic motion. Every movement. We are on a journey. You can't stop it. But you have to maintain that middle. And if you say, I'm tired, well, fine. We understand. We all get tired of it. That's why we need help. We are not strong enough by yourself, so you need a bit of help. But don't also throw your weight upon your brother or your sister. That too is not allowed. You can't put all your weight, you see, on your brother and say, I can't do anything. Tough luck. You have to take grip, you have to grip your life. If we do that, then it becomes yet another dependency, and we have replaced psychology with some other guruism or some spiritual dependency. It's not all. You've got to take grip of your life. Existentially, you are responsible. You have to go to the bath by yourself, be able to wash your You can't do it for a short while, fine, we help you. One day, two days, three days, but you can't do that. Then you have everyone is awake. 
Then you have created a class of enlightened people. This is our nature. We are to be enlightened. It's not a strange thing or an odd phenomenon. It's a very odd phenomenon if we are not enlightened. We have abused nature. Really, it's not a strange thing. Don't make it difficult. Don't imagine it. You, if you think it's difficult, it's because you have not been on clear, straight, direct, prophetic lines. If you are, then it's very easy. And you find yourself, every month, you are more, more unfolded, more enlightened, more aware, more... And that in itself will give you more guidance, more and towards the higher and the higher. Indeed, we are... The essence is behind veils now is for our own protection. It's too much. It's like the bats cannot see the sun. It's too much for us. It's too much for each one of us immediately to realize that your existence is really only a shadow existence. And the real existence is that of light. And you are able to see that light because you see the shadow. It's too much. So a bit of time is necessary. That's why we're going to a lifetime. But the time reaches also that you have to move on and get it and then if Allah will let it flood out of you, others will benefit in a real way and there will be only mercy. But you first have to be there because you count more than anyone else. You, it is you who matters. First you. Charity begins at home. So put your boundaries up. You are not responsible other than that which is immediately in front of you. Let, it, let your heart swell. Let that inner spring fill you up and if overfloods and you end up being a great teacher, a great healer, a singer, it doesn't matter, fine. If it doesn't, then you have done it to yourself. That's what matters. Prophet tells Ali, if only one being is enlightened by you, is better than whatever is in the heavens and the earth. So not about numbers. You don't know what happens. There are seasons also. Sometimes there is a season of a lot of people being away. Some other time it is not. Some places it happens within a decade. So much happens. Some other times not. The same thing as there are worldly seasons, there is also seasons of for, for hearts. On an individual basis as well as on a society basis. Ali Islam says, when your heart is with you and it's in good state, practice more your inner meditation. And when it is rebellious and it's disturbed and so on, just do the minimum. Keep on the continuity. Keep on the basic minimum salah, for example. Same thing with society. Times come there is outer expansion, outer wealth. Some other time there is inner expansion. Sometimes they coincide. You don't know. There are seasons, there are these waves. So you and I have to take cognizance of the wave. You can't keep on sparking making sparks in, in woods that are very damp. It's not going to ignite. Not going to work. It's a waste of time. Other time you see, no, the wood is ready, it's dry, light will come. So you have to know the seasons. You have to know also, you see. That knowledge comes to you by Allah. Because if you have no expectation, if you are doing Allah's work, then Allah will inspire you. You know, it's perfect. You are to be here at the right time. Everything will work then. If you are doing, following your own expectation, your own desire, crying for humanity, you are not the creator of humanity. <laughs> Do what you can to what is immediately around you. you for humanity's sake. <laughs> Who made you now the, the agent of humanity and the appointed? Because I can't take care of myself as humanity. 
because I can't take care of my own garbage, it is the world garbage. I never forget this man in America in Tucson, Arizona. He used to give these checks for Cambodian refugees. And he had in his house, he had divorces why there was no love, no life in his house. There were 50 dogs around the house. And he would shoot anybody inside within a mile. But checks would go to Cambodia. <laughs> if you are a real uh, well, then the first closest to you will benefit most. If there is goodness in your heart, then the immediate goodness will come to your family to your wife, to your children, to your neighbor, to your society, and what can become you know, more universal. That is the truth of it. If the water in that spring is good, then those who are around benefit most. And then it will flow into the orchards and others. So you have to be real. Charity begins at home. So you can't deny that. You can't overcome natural laws. So what I hope to part with you to share with you is to urge you to increase the trust in your heart. And if you find mistrust, try to correct it in a, in a nice way, in a proper way, in a helpful way, in a human way. Recognize that if you are suspicious of someone because suspicion in you has risen. It doesn't mean also that the other person may not be doing wrong. He may, he or she may be. But correct them. Help them. If you have love, increase love in your heart. Get them together, sit with them, say, look here, I have this suspicion, please help me. I don't want to be a suspicious person. Elevate, relieve me of my suspicion. Be open. You'll find the amazement. It's for that reason you need a circle. This is not master psychotherapy. <laughs> it's not none of these nonsenses. Allah will guide you. Be open, be real, be honest, be yourself. And you will move more and more to the one and only blueprint of the self which contains within it the higher divine element and within it also the worldly animal element. And you are both, you are in the middle. An aspect of you is beyond time and space and an aspect of you is very much like any other animal you have to eat, you have to sleep. We are honored by Allah to be given this infinite spectrum, all of it. So in order to practice it and train within it, we need each other. A situation whereby we can move together, sing together, share together, interact with each other. Hopefully a time will come that economically you can also bypass the controlling mechanisms of usury and banks. But otherwise you, you will be you will just be have anger. We can't we don't want to be angry people. We want, if there is anger then it must be productive. You see a dog barks, somebody runs away. So if, you, if you're angry, it must be useful. It's not anger because you're venting your disappointment. What is the use of that? So, what I urge you, what I request you for your own sake, is to create a circle here, so that you meet. By here, I don't mean suddenly got frightened, but I'm going to be <laughs> Because if we are, I think we have to do quite a bit of house cleaning. <laughs> we want a simple place. You are in this blessed land amongst these fine people, the Swedes. Be the real Swede. Recollect also the original manly Viking qualities. They were godly people. They had their own sharia. They had their own way of conduct. They had honor. 
they had dignity, they, had fe they were fearless of death. They did not eat their meat out of poison plastic bags and things. They hunted and ate and shared and they, they had honor. So where is it now? So, but also now we have a higher level of intellect. Don't call them primitive. They had what they needed at the time. And that's why they excelled. We also have what we need at this time. Take it and move on. Be as you are. Be the person who you are, where you are. Take on the teachings and let it transform. If you are transformed and everything else for you is different, then your universe has changed. That is a big event. And that is the purpose of creation. That is the meaning of the journey. Sing away so that you recall the original song until you are with the song maker. Then even the songs would have no influence on you. It does not matter. When you are with the music maker, what music do you want? When you are with the root, with the source of all gifts and all treasures, what treasures are you going to see? And then you take from this earth what you need in this job. And Allah will give you more in an unusual way. Look, my being here is the same. We have all met. Many of you I have not met before. You're here. We're having a good time. These are gifts. The seen and the unseen meet. They impinge upon each other. Some of you I have met shortly and I feel so close to you. More brotherly, more loving than my own blood brother. How is that? where the unseen and the seen meet. You recognize the world and you're seen and your body and your existence and you also let the wind of destiny lift you. Allow it to happen and then try and control and deal with what you what is under your control. Control the soap when you are washing so it doesn't slip and <laughs> fall somewhere. That's small things you control. Minor, insignificant things. We are already controlled by Allah's decrees. You have no escape from these laws. Some of them physical, some of them interact with you, some of them unseen. Indeed, the physical part is like the iceberg. It's only the tip of the iceberg. It's tiny. The rest is unseen. So for that reason, we love silence and meditation and quiet. Because it's unseen. Don't deny the scene because you're sitting on that. Sit on the iceberg <laughs> and recognize the nine-tenths or eight-ninths of it, which is unseen. I only pray to Allah for your success. I see nothing other than the possibility of success. Indeed, anything else other than this way is, is doomed. It's only distraction. And we don't want distraction. Because it leads to destruction. We want, all of us, we want success. We want, we want realization. We want certainty. We want that faith to become a reality. We want to know. We don't want just to believe. Who wants to believe? It's boring. I believe. I don't want to believe. Really? I want to know. I want to be certain. The time will come that when I leave the body, I'm much better off. I don't have this confusion. Because this world is the world of confusion. There is no end to things that we don't know. Let's take what we know and build on it. And when we have doubt, we take counsel, we ask. And that's wonderful. That's what brings about interaction. And we move joyfully. 
with certainty in that Allah will guide us. Allah will give us what we need. Every time you need it. But be honest and be open. And have no spare. Once you start having spare and once you have reserve and you food, you know, that's it. That's, that becomes your God. You see, that's it. Once you have a spare capacity, that is your God. You have, you have reserved something and hidden it, you see. You know. That is your God. You have now depended on that. Depend on Allah, and Allah will give you what you need. It doesn't mean that you don't store in the kitchen. It doesn't mean that you don't existentially. No, that is not the issue. The issue is your heart. What is your heart is dependent on? You trust. If you trust in Allah, this story I shared the other day with some people, and it's so true. Sheikh Bashir Rahman came to Texas to visit me. This blessed man who was a great man of life, he had died a few years ago. He was a man of immense life, and also he had the skill of creating herbal remedies. He used to he come from Eritrea. Magnificent, noble man. Thin, upright, laser. And he had come via New York, and he came to Texas to visit us, and he used to love our place. And there was a lady came and asked me, she said, can I ask him for a remedy? I have very serious trouble with my uh, health. I said, do. So he, didn't, he wanted to meet her with my presence. So she came in, and he looked at her. She said to her, you have the most dreadful monthly period and it is this, and it is that, and also it, you, the blood is still thick, and it is this color. This person was flabbergasted, this lady. And she said, my God, can this man read the unseen? And so, so she asked me, she said, please ask him, how did... So I asked him, I said, she is really surprised. How is it you... He said, it's very simple. There was a lady in New York who had begged me to bring her a remedy. And these were all her symptoms. And I made this remedy. He produced this big jar of foul stuff. You know, horrible mixture, whatever it was. <laughs> he said, I made this for her. I go to New York and she was not there. And this is my last place from where I'm going back to Africa. So I knew Allah will not let me die. I've not carried this jar for nothing. <laughs> so it is for her. <laughs> so he gave it to her. And true enough, within a month that woman was cured. I tell you, I know the, I mean, the woman is still close to me. So look, you have to trust in Allah. You have to trust in Allah. Be simple. It's not fancy footwork, you know. Suddenly you read on the ceiling that this woman is not like that. <laughs> Be centered and Allah will show you. For where is it? Allah is not. Allah says, wherever you look, it's my face. So be sensitive. And don't be superstitious. See, when you see the nurse coming to help the woman to give birth, it's not Allah walking. <laughs> it's Allah's agent. <laughs> it's the manifestation of Allah. <laughs> but what is it? It's not the manifestation of Allah then. So where have you been all these years? <laughs> see, that's all what it means. Be sensitive. Be real. From doubt, you move into certainty. So if you are doubtful, cynical, it's very good. But move on. Don't, don't remain forever doubtful. 
<laughs> From doubt you end up in certainty. That is the right way. I pray to Allah to encourage you. I pray to Allah from my heart to give you increased encouragement and for your energy to be directed. I pray to Allah that there will be a circle amongst you here so as you enjoy your life and your progress. I pray to Allah to increase your generosity between yourselves. I pray to Allah to give you increased element of supporting each other and being helpful to each other rather than negative and seeing the negative side and the wrongness in each other. If you look for wrongness, you only see wrongness. See the positiveness. If you see wrongness in others, see it in yourself and eradicate that within you. Because you is who matters. I pray to Allah to show you the light upon light, upon light, upon light.